You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. There you'll find episode guides, as well as additional reading, more exclusive content, tons of great stuff. And never miss an update, an album review, interview, etc. by subscribing to the free newsletter, howtostand.substack.com. You could also become a paying subscriber on Substack, and that means you're supporting an independent creator and become part of a community, howtostand.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hi everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Really excited because now it is time for part two of the TXT special, covering all things Minisode 2, Thursday's Child. First, I want to share my initial thoughts and reaction. Then I'll get to more theory stuff. My first thought listening to this album was honestly pleasant surprise. It's not that it doesn't sound like TXT, but it's definitely new for them. And the overall feel of it is... It's not full. It's kind of stripped back for them. Less instrumental layers at play. But I think that works to their advantage, and it's not like the songs feel incomplete. Hopefully that makes sense. The songs don't feel full, relatively stripped back for them, but that doesn't mean they sound incomplete. Just a different kind of simplistic completeness. They let their voices, more guitar than I expected, and some piano to set the scene. I also was surprised at the the contrast here because there was that really angsty, gritty vocal delivery on the cast chapter songs, but now it's very opposite. It's kind of light, just dreamy vocals, yet the angsty content of the songs remains the same. Just an interesting new twist on it. Although they did say this album is meant to really focus on that angst, that anger post-breakup, rather than the other feelings that come with your first love, breaking up with you, the desperation, the sadness, etc. My first reaction to the visual component of this comeback. Honestly, it's because I'm such a nerdy, cinematic universe, music video universe, conspiracy theorist of sorts. Really, I just go wild analyzing K-pop music video universes. My first thought at seeing the teaser pictures for this was I have to look up these words on his shirt to see if there's a secret meaning there. And it turns out there is a message sent through his outfit. First of all, as an accessory, Yeonjun wears a key as an earring. Remember, the key was a huge symbol worth remembering from earlier in their story. Subin wore it as a necklace. It's presumably the same key representing their adventures during the Chaos Chapter videos. So again, they have continued to tell the story through clothing. And then his t-shirt, it turns out, is covered with a bunch of French phrases. I really am going to botch the pronunciation, so I'm just going to tell you these terms, what they translate to. One phrase on a shirt translates to help me. One translates to to fall or to fall ill. And one translates to to emerge or to be born. So it's both kind of a cry for help, even on his shirt, post-breakup in this state of anger, state of rage, but also a call for a new inner self to emerge, the readiness for a fateful metamorphosis. It's also notable that behind Yeonjun wearing that shirt, chalk letters on the wall say cost, Let's really dive into the content of both the video and lyrics for Good Boy Gone Bad, the new single. The group choreography scenes, some of them take place at this graveyard with the members wearing suits and singing about putting the nail in the coffin of this relationship. 
Like, you're really severing ties. No reconciliation at this point. This brings back a lot of memories of their previous eras because not just that concept of debating eternity and seeing that old, literally beaten down version of themselves in a hole back in the Puma era, eternity era, etc. This makes sense now. Now they've basically, here's a grim theory, beaten down, presumably dead, version of themselves from the Puma and eternity eras. That's who's in the graveyard now. And it seems notable that they are in suits because they're talking about growing up, this sense of stepping into adulthood, whether they like it or not, despite the album being called Thursday's Child. And that struggle with that mix of feelings, having to grow up but being a kid, makes this feel like the death of them, to put it dramatically. The pre-chorus changes up in the first part. So the second part repeats, gotta watch, watch me, killing me, etc. But the first part goes from saying, this broken feeling is not too bad, better than those pathetic days, to so sweet is this shut-eyed night of despair. I feel free now. And if you recall, in What If I Had Been That Puma, they said, quote, there is a sense of freedom. Shedding their old selves and closing that chapter, they're finding appreciation for they reference their tail wagging and, quote, giving up love to the dogs in Good Boy Gone Bad, which just to me reminded me of the, the cute, youthful cat and dog era that they have now severed ties with. There's a really interesting contrast between the lyrics in Everlasting Shine and the bridge of Good Boy Gone Bad. Everlasting Shine says, quote, Our rainbow-colored days will advance forward. You'll shine like a diamond. Let's turn these tears into hope. Polish it, your diamond. In this new song, quote, I bleed monochrome diamonds. From polishing your diamond in your rainbow-colored days to bleeding out monochrome diamonds instead. Another theme reappearing on the song, Wings. They say, quote, fall head first with broken wings. Doesn't hurt anymore, even if I fall. Remember, in previous songs, they talked about falling is fun, actually. That same sort of twisted desire to feel pain is back with a vengeance. Let's recall the symbolism in TXT's songs and music videos that were present in previous releases we talked about on part one of this TXT special. We talked about past examples of fire, setting stuff on fire, particularly books, papers. In Good Boy Gone Bad, they have a lyric about just burn it out. Subin sets a piece of paper on fire, and a white flower bursts into flames as well. They've referenced wind, coldness, fog, storms, overall dreary weather a lot in the past. Okay, I know this one is a major stretch, but you never know. Because the Puma song is really, really still relevant. And in Puma, they reference a thick fog. In the new video, their smoke and Subin wipes away fog on the glass. Just saying. And lightning is flashing. We talked before about flowers that continue to be present, particularly purple and white ones. Which are, again, the focus, at least for Kai in Good Boy Gone Bad. But at the end of the video, the members have a bunch of different colored flowers they drop into the hole. Not from that purple and white bouquet. A lot of references to mazes, feeling trapped, feeling stuck, losing in a game, losing a battle, being in a bottomless pit, pitch darkness around you, etc. 
We obviously see more of that now. More references to blood, bleeding, both visually and in the lyrics. Questions about what is in your dreams, literally in your dreams, part of this dreamlike state, is again back on this release with the B-Side Trust Fund Baby, where they say, quote, whether it's a dream or a love, which is doubly interesting when you think how they set that up as mutually exclusive. It's a dream or it's love. References to fate and destiny are back. References to tears are back. Previous examples, goodbye to tears, turn these tears into hope, I always tear up after waking, and meaningfully, a giant blinking eye is a big focus of the new video, which I think is meant to kind of nod back to the giant glowing-eyed creature from past videos lurking following them, but also this theme of crying in each member at one moment. We see a single tear run down their faces. They talk about this again on the B-side, called Thursday's Child Has Far To Go, quote, I won't cry again, I'll cry as much as I like, a smile that blooms tears on top. That blooming flower reference in the same sentence, really interesting. We talked about past references to hand-holding, trying to reach out and grab someone's hand, that symbolic gesture. Now Subin's hand is all bloodied and bandaged. But symbolically, they continue to feel united by hand-holding. On Lonely Boy, Yeonjun sings, quote, we became one when we held hands. In a Chaos Chapter song, Love Song, the member said, quote, I know you're my one and only. Now, in a new song, Lonely Boy, they overtly say, she ain't my one and only. On a previous song, Loser Equals Lover, they talked about, quote, lover with a dollar sign is a loser. Now they say, in Trust Fund Baby, quote, an empty wallet with the name of a heart that is even more empty than that. Lover with no dollar sign. In Puma, which continues to be super significant, they sing about a green light. But the music video is bathed in red light, the cave they are in. On Good Boy Gone Bad, Yeonjun is on a motorcycle speeding through a green light-filled tunnel. Presumably, the green light Puma had been singing about, but had not been able to reach yet. Last big connection I see to their previous work. Thursday's Child has far to go, nods to both No Rules and the song New Rules. So in verse 1, they say, quote, The weekend is too far away, it'll be a messy seven days, referring to when the best time to break up is. On No Rules, they were saying, quote, Oh my, oh my, it's a big mess, a big mess, they repeat. Verse 2 of this new song, quote, The trend that is blowing up lately, today's hashtag breakup, then pace glow up, and New Rules referenced that social media activity too, quote, Why on Facebook, why on Instagram, etc. They're revisiting the themes of both No Rules and New Rules, and in other parts of this new release, Puma and What If I Had Been That Puma. Really interesting. They revisit some songs from two completely different angles more than once. It really leads to this inherently complex storytelling. Other things to note about this release, and in general, quotes that aren't about a bigger theory or parallels to past releases, but just really good quotable lyrics, Let's talk about all that general stuff now. This mini-album is called Minisode 2, Thursday's Child, because they feel like they're living in that weird transition moment. 
like a Thursday. Thursday is kind of a transition point. The week is almost over, but it's not quite that weekend feeling. And they're kind of in that place mentally with not just growing up, but breaking up. That's why they jokingly say, hey, maybe we should break up on a Thursday. Perfect day for it. Close to the weekend, not too close to it. At a press conference for this release, they confirmed is really about the post-breakup anger you feel in the depths of it. Really stressing the depths of it. How when you're young and in love, it feels so permanent and so all-encompassing that when the relationship is gone, it really feels like your whole world is. And you have to kind of relearn things about how to exist in the world, single, and metamorphosize into a new version of yourself. They said a big part of the choreography they want people to remember is this good boy gone bad dance move that almost looks like they're putting a crown on their head, which is a cute reference back to their debut song, Crown. This is the first TXT project where every track has TXT members' contributions. It's also the first time the group has split for unit songs. Yeonjun and Hyuninkai on Lonely Boy and the other three on Thursday's Child has far to go. All five members said the most relatable of the songs here is Trust Fun Baby, which Taehyun wrote after getting inspired by games, actually. Video games, computer games, you inherently have a leg up on the competition if you have more in-store clout, basically. More in-store perks, prize packs, superpowers, which I thought was a really interesting way to put it, how life is kind of like a game. There's bound to be a hierarchy forming of the haves and have-nots. And those conditions that create the hierarchy are kind of inescapable. They shape your odds for life. Some really dark but poetic good boy gone bad lyrics, quote, erase that boy inside of you, then fill it with the wreck I've become. I'm like a zombie dead alive, born atop the tomb of love. I like it better now, this completely altered face of mine. Sorry, I have to point out another tieback to previous work for Thursday's Child Has Far To Go because they say the destiny of being a Thursday's Child makes me walk again feeling so good. That I find notable because they're again talking about what they've always been talking about. Destiny, fate, what's written in the stars is bound to happen. And this status of being this symbolic Thursday's child, they treat as a destiny. But then they say, it makes me feel good. Makes me feel like things are good. Which just reminds me of their past song lyrics about predictability, not having that fear of the unknown, is a comfort to me. My favorite lyric, though, on Thursday's child has far to go, is probably, quote, let's break up on Thursday. On Friday, I'll cry as much as I like. Pull yourself together on a Saturday night. There's a really interesting, ambiguous term used in opening sequence, where they say double tracks in the shadows. So that could refer to a different version of themselves following, someone else following them, that creature in the shadows from previous music videos, double tracks in the shadows. Just thought that was notable. Really profound lyrics from Trust Fun Baby. Quote, the shining spoon to me is someone else's story. Someone that already has their dreams. There's no game over in their lives. I have to actually make another tie back to a previous release because I am uncontained with this stuff. There's a laughter a little bit, a haha at the beginning. Just made me think of the haha at the start of Frost. Songs about time being frozen, the story of someone where no game over happens, and in both cases, they're just kind of laughing off the seeming absurdity of the circumstance. 
an appreciation-worthy but just simple way of putting it on Good Boy Gone Bad, this actually sums up, like, the whole album. Quote, love is a lie. I loved that lie. If you want to look at music video universe theories in terms of each member's character, remember Yunjun was introduced to the world in an intro video playing computer games, which has newfound significance in hindsight as does the fact in Nap of a Star, this giant creature facing him gave him this scratch without even touching him. This creature has been a menace on him since those days, and he's tried to avoid the same grown-up troubles as the other members, like in Nap of a Star, when he was the only member to stay back and just hold on to the stuffed toy as the others left the side of the flaming doorway. The video for Good Boy Gone Bad really emphasizes he was not safe. He tried to stay in his youth as a protective thing. Clearly, he's felt emotionally destroyed and has to rebuild. The growing up was part of the story of what is inevitable, what is fate, what is destiny. Now he has to kind of embrace it, even if he's falling and screaming along the way, as he races through the tunnel that is now lit up green. What's notable about Subin's role is not just the lock necklace he wore, Sorry, I think earlier I said it was a key. He actually has the lock on a necklace. And now the key is the earring Yeonjun wears. In the Eternity video, Subin's character tries to approach the other members, but realizes he's stuck behind glass, like in a glass box. Now a mirror leaves him stuck and feeling separated. In Good Boy Gone Bad, he ends up smashing the mirror in frustration, wiping fog off glass, He's still trying to see beyond the looking glass, so to speak. Similarly, Kai's character was in a glass box in Puma, and now he's back in a similar situation in the phone booth. Taehyun's character is the one closely associated with the purple flower symbolism that was recurring until now when we're dealing with flowers of different colors. His intro film feels like it carries more meaning in hindsight, too, because Taehyun's intro video pre-debut showed him goofing off of the filters on his phone. And, like I said before, references to Facebook, Instagram, that whole internet life, are back in this release. Then there's Bumgyu, who is surrounded by flowers, but never in a good place. He's there with the flowers in the trash, or a flower set on fire, etc., He's also a character who encountered the glowing eyes of that evil creature in eternity. And in Puma, he had small flames surrounding him. Something's following him, lurking over him, metaphorically and literally. He can't catch a break. So those are the character roles to pay attention to, see how they evolve in the future. I have a lot of thoughts I'm still swirling through in my mind about where the story goes from here. And it is quite fun to leave it up to your different interpretations. So I'm not going to share too much else about my thoughts, but I wanted to focus on the ways this new album really is quite a natural continuation of the stories laid out previously in their musical universe. I hope my breakdown of all things Minisode 2 interested you and keeps you excited to see what is next for TXT. Really incredible artists, really unique, and really poetic with lyrics, metaphors, all that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you TXT for the great new music out now. More TXT writing coming to my site soon, so be sure to sign up for newsletter notifications at howtostand.substack.com. 
Thank you guys again. Talk to you all soon. Bye, everyone.